Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. See Alvarado, left corner three and down. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by the dashing Mr. Jim Eichenhofer, and uh, we're on the road. Joe and Jim on the road for the podcast. Not far, but we had to drive to the Smoothie King Center studios because my board, I'm just going to say it caught fire, but the Pelicans podcast must roll on. We will get those technical difficulties dealt with. Don't worry, nothing's actually on fire, but we did have to hit the road, and it was nice, man. We got to uh, we grab some Four Locos and some Milky Ways, so we're all <laughs> hopped up uh, here. Do they still serve Four Locos? I still couldn't legal? even tell you. I have no I, idea. I don't know. Hey, we got a fun guest uh, today. Speaking of high school, we got Jose Alvarado's high school coach over at Christ the King High School, Mr. Joe Arbatello. He is a fantastic guest. Talks about Jose's uh, love affair with New Orleans. Uh, how amazing he thinks it is that that Jose is, is reaching the heights he is and Jose's experience with it and what his expectations were when he first saw Jose. It's a great interview. You want to stick around for that. Uh, but before we get to the fun stuff, we got to get to the uh, the meat and potatoes here. The Pelicans lost to Toronto, man, and that was one that I felt like, uh, you know, you look at the, the schedule on paper, and I know it's easy to look at things on paper. It doesn't always bear out that way, but that was one that you thought, like, okay, you get that one, and we roll from there. Ugh. Pelicans came out kind of flat there. Yeah, that would have been great to get a win, but, I mean, to be honest with you, Joe, I, I, am, I am concerned, and I think I understand the – People who are on social media or wherever that are saying, you know, they're getting a little worried about the situation with the team. Yeah. Um, I think to me specifically from the Toronto game, there are a few things that have been a, an issue or things that have to improve over the last few weeks or especially in the month of February that kind of cropped back up again. And I think that's the root of what I'm looking at in terms of, you know, this situation is getting dicey with the playoff race. We all know how tight it is. Um, they haven't been winning on the road. Yeah. They've gotten off to a lot of slow starts on the road, and that happened again last night. Yeah. Um, it seemed like the first few minutes, first five, six minutes of the game, it just felt like both teams were had been on the beach for a week and were rusty yes. and slow. It just I mean, Toronto was more active than New Orleans was, and that helped them get a lead. But 
Um, the offense was just really having a rough time. I saw a few people make the comparison, which I thought was a good one, after the first quarter that was like a 1990s NBA game where yeah. it's like the Heat versus the Knicks, and <laughs> yeah. you're you're like more likely to land a punch on someone's jaw than score yeah. a basket. Um, it was 23-19, to 19, I think, after the first quarter. Um, so those are the two things. I mean, just this is just reality. If you look at the schedule that the Pelicans have coming up where they play – one game at home against Orlando on Monday, surrounded by road games, including yep. Saturday against the Knicks. You have to win on the road, or yep. you're going to be in a in a dire situation. So, they have to get better on the road. They have to start games faster, and they have to improve the offense because that's been a problem really since the beginning of January. That yeah. they're not producing enough scoring at a level that can make you consistently win. And it's just tough when the offense is basically we got to hope Bi absolutely cooks. And uh, we got to hope CJ's on, and, and the rest will come. Now, what? Now, what did you think about Trey coming off the bench? That that was a weird one. You know, Trey's been in the starting lineup for a bit, came off the bench on this one. I was a little bit surprised by that, but I understand that part of the that decision was you've been, as we just talked about, you've been getting off to so many slow starts, especially on the road where you're down double figures in the first quarter or the first half. They need the starting lineup to play better and to not be in a situation where the second unit is going to have to make up for deficits. We've seen the, the reserves do that a lot, but that's yeah. not something that you can rely that on. That shouldn't be the expectation right. either is that sure. they got to dig themselves out of a mm-hmm. hole that you created. And specifically with Josh Richardson, it was funny because Willie Green was asked in postgame afterwards about that decision, which I knew he was going to be asked that. And it was difficult to kind of answer because on one hand, the move was made so that the starting lineup gets better results. And they didn't get that. Yeah. But Josh Richardson played well. Yeah. So it's kind of a it was kind of a, a tough one to answer because it wasn't like, you know, you know, the starting lineup struggled again and Josh didn't play well, so that wasn't the answer. Clearly we gotta do something else. It's just that scoring is not his strong suit. Sure. It's not like that. It's not that he filled up yeah. the stat sheet with scoring and that's sorta of what you needed in that game. Right. And I think that's why people were sort of unimpressed. Yeah. Maybe. But I, I think it's worth trying it again on Saturday and hoping that things go better. I mean He's playing really well. His first game against OKC was great. His second game against the Lakers, he made a lot of good plays, especially defensively before he got ejected when he got uh, elbowed in the head, let's say, on a shot that he took in the Rightfully ejected because he was correctly saying, I got elbowed in the head. Right. So, I mean, I think he's doing a great job, and he's been a really good addition. Now, trying to figure out specifically the best way to utilize him maybe is something that has to be sorted through, but I would be okay if – you know, they keep him in the starting lineup and, and see if they can get better results. But, I mean, one way or the other, regardless of who's on the court, the starting lineup has to play better. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, every we just have to score. The, the, the Pelicans just have had immense problems putting the ball in the hole, and it's been hard to watch sometimes. Uh, now, you saw again, Dyson Daniels was almost back uh, mm-hmm. and then once again had a setback. And a lot of people, myself included, were sort of like, I, you know, I'd didn't know if we'd see him back this early. So it wasn't exactly a, a huge blow. But when you look at how many minutes he was playing, you were speaking to this earlier. You know, Dyson was playing a lot of minutes before he went out, and I think the Pelicans were relying on him more than they expected that they would, especially with Herb just not being able to score lately. Right. You're sort of starting to see, like, we maybe we do need to see Dyson back on the court sooner than later. Yeah, and I mean, just above all, it's just been really disappointing for him from an individual standpoint and a personal standpoint that he keeps having to deal with the ankle injury I remember in summer league I was so excited to get to see him play he was one of the biggest there was a bunch but he was one of the biggest reasons why that was going to be a fun summer league and then the first game he goes out with the ankle injury so just want to see him get this sorted out and get his um, ankle situation right so he can play 
Um, he was playing 30-ish minutes in a, the stretch right before the game that he got hurt in. So there's no doubt in my mind that he can help. And, there, I mean, there's been a, a lot of injuries, as we talked about, and a lot of things, lineup changes and stuff like that. Be, as a result, you almost forget that he was so helpful, including a stretch where he started a bunch of games and they won almost all of them. So um, hopefully he can get back soon. I know we're saying that a lot. I know we've season. said that about a lot of people, and but it, but unfortunately it's true. The Pelicans are snake bitten and hoping to get some anti venom with uh, when it comes to health soon. Uh, now I'm going to offer a little bit of a, a different point of view here. I here's the thing. I understand being worried right now. I'm worried because as we were looking at the schedule before, you saw a bunch of games that looked easy on paper, and then when you start losing games to teams below 500, nothing on paper means anything mm-hmm. at that point. Now sure. that said, the Raptors uh, have won three of their last four since getting Yaka Pertle for basically nothing, which mm-hmm. uh, Todd Graffanini harped on quite a bit during the broadcast. So <laughs> yep. they, they are much improved since uh, since making that addition to their team. So maybe it has something to do with the Raptors. Maybe it has something to do with the Pelicans still having that all-star break carryover a little flat. So what, I, what I'm saying is that when I look at the schedule ahead, it is rough because, as you said, it's a bunch of road games and the Pelicans have not been playing well on the road. I am going to trust them to fix that, hopefully against the Knicks with our old friend Josh Hart. But you look at the schedule, the Knicks, the Magic, the Trailblazers, the Warriors, minus Steph Curry most likely, and uh, the Sacramento Kings who we thumped last time. Let's hope we can do that again. Now, if you win those games, and you let's, let's say you go on a four- or five-game winning streak, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that one game doesn't seem that bad. And, you know, you got some tough games ahead after that, but, but it, you can afford to lose one. If it, sure. As long as you don't go on a streak, uh, and and it could get hopeful again in this stretch, we'll we'll see. Yeah, you know, it reminds me one of the things that David Wesley and Antonio Daniels talked about before the game last night on the TV broadcast was we're at the point where you can have a good week or a bad week early in the season, and it's like you know we can recover from this, or you know we're playing great, but it's not the end all be all. We still have to keep winning. We're at the point now where if you have a really bad week or a really good week like you mentioned the possibility of where it can drastically change where you are in the standings and your mindset. And David and Antonio just talked about how you can't, you can't any longer say like, Oh, there's a lot of time left in the season. We'll take care of this later. We'll get to this in, in February, March. I mean, next game, you're in February and March now. Right. So, I mean, the urgency that is there that is required is, is huge. And um, this next handful of games is just, is just monumental. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. is hard to believe that, you know, we knock a couple more weeks off the schedule and you're getting 22 down games. To, right. Crazy. Yeah. It, it seems that some days like the schedule, like the season just started some days, like it's taken 10 years off my life. Uh, <laughs> depends on the day. Uh, look, let's, let, let's talk to Jose Alvarado's high school coach, Mr. Joe Arbatello. He has got so much great insight on Jose Alvarado. And I'll, I want to get back to talking about the good times. Remember all-star weekend, Ah, that was fun. So let's get to it. Let's talk to Mr. Joe Arbatello of Christ the King High School about Mr. Jose Alvarado. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This message comes from Viking, 
committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, coach at Christ the King High School, Jose Alvarado's high school coach, Mr. Joe Arbatello. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. Uh, It must be an exciting time after Jose basically showed the world why everyone loves him here in New Orleans, and I'm sure there uh, during All-Star Weekend. Yeah, I mean... That kid, oh, <laughs> he hasn't changed his style of play since the day I met him in the sixth grade. <laughs> so that, that's the thing I think we love about him is, is his joy for the game, his passion, uh, the spark that he brings. It's such a rare thing to see that sort of innate joy in professional basketball players. I mean, was that always how Jose was when he, when he started on the team? Did he, did, he, did he ever change? Did he have those moments of doubt or did it take some growth? No, I mean, he's. To me, he's always been the same kid. You know, I, I've coached high school for a long time, and, and I always tell the kids when they start to get down on themselves to, to, to play basketball for the same reason you started playing basketball, to have fun, yeah, not yeah. for ranking or celebrity status. And Jose, you never had to say that to Jose. He always was having fun out there, no matter what it was. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, part of the reason that we, we called you and wanted to talk to you was we just love talking Jose Alvarado basketball, but... Also, specifically, uh, tonight he's going to have his high school jersey, number 10, retired. Can you kind of go into you know what went behind the, the decision to have his jersey retired and, and the timing of, of doing that now? Uh, you know what? I guess it's just opportunity. We, you know, he was playing the Knicks. We, it was something we wanted to do. We were hoping that we were going to be playing in the Brooklyn Queens Championship tonight, which we are. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just kind of all fell, it all fell right. And, and so, you know, it was the perfect opportunity to do it. He's my first, you know, real pro who's, who's all-star, and which is amazing to me. Sure. <laughs> and, 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 you know, in real minutes. And so I think it's something that needs to be done for him because he's, he's the kind of person that, you know, he, he always checks in with you. He always makes sure you're okay. You know, yeah. Jose is, is a different kind of kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are familiar with just the kind of the storied history of New York City basketball and just how many great players have come from there, especially at specifically at the point guard position. So, yeah. I mean, for him to be able to make the NBA, I think, is, you know, another great um, notch, I guess, in what New York City basketball has produced. I, I was kind of wondering, you know, what what has been you, you talked about, you know, what kind of person he is and just I mean, he's. It's incredible. It's hard to even describe how popular he is in New Orleans. With yes. <laughs> you go to the team store and there's just as many Jose Alvarado jerseys on for sale and t- T-shirts as there are maybe any other player on the team. Um, what's the, what's the reaction in New York City or your high school 
the people that you know been there to just the success that he's had in the NBA, the just what he's able, been able to do and just how popular and just well-known already he is in just his second year in the league? Well, you know, the coaches in our league love him. You know, the, the people that know him love him. He's, he's, he's a guy who you have to love. Like, he, he has no ill will towards people. You know, he, he wants to see people succeed. And, 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 he, and, he, and he does everything with such great passion that it's just hard for anybody to root against him. So, so you know, I said, it to, I said it to my administration yesterday that we were doing this. And I'm kind of thinking it's not that big of a deal. You know, he's Jose. He calls me all the time. We talk, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and then and then I was like, then, then the Pelican security called me and then Swin Cash and then you guys called me. And and I was like, um, you know what? This is a little bigger than I think it actually <laughs> is. You know, sure. how much how much love nationally this kid has from from, you know, around the country and just and, and just the people that respect him in the NBA. You know, we're, we're going to have quite a turnout tonight. And, and so I had to get all my P's and Q's and make sure I got it done and made sure that, you know, everybody would have a great night tonight. You know, since Jose's been here, and it's it's amazing that, you know, like we just talked about, the level that he's reached in terms of how famous he is here and just how how beloved the guy really is. I mean, he's only been here since, you know, Jan, or June or July of 2021 was basically when they picked him up after the draft. We've gotten to know to learn a lot about his background and just kind of his where he came from basketball wise. The fact that you know he wasn't you know like a top ten high school or college recruit that kind of player, but he's just gradually just worked his way up, played four years in college and and had a great career there. I mean, is there an element locally that you've seen where people are in New York City or just you know in the area where you where you are? Are people surprised to some degree just the the fact that he's been able to do this you know after he. he you know, it wasn't like he was not a player where anything was handed to him. He basically had to earn everything. I mean, anybody that tells you they thought Jose Alvarado was a pro is lying to you, mm. including yeah. his high school basketball coach. You know, I, I thought he have he would have a shot, and and you know, I didn't think he would have a shot when he played with me. I thought he would have a shot as I watched him play in college. You know, mm. these high school kids are young, and and you know, I think Jose is is the opposite of what the world is today as far as social media is concerned, as far as, you know, instant gratification. Like, when I spoke to him and, and he was with the Pelicans and he said to me, they're paying me to have the best seat in the house to watch an NBA basketball game, that's when I knew he would have a real shot yeah. to be a, a productive pro because his mindset was right. You know, I saw that in Speedy Claxton when I played with him that, you know, if you have the right mindset in the NBA, you can hang around there for a long time. Now, if you asked me he was going to be the MVP of the Rising Star game, I would I would tell you that's not happening either. <laughs> so it's just, you know, I think that he doesn't try, like I think he does it, what we said at the very beginning, for the love of playing basketball. He's not worried about how many likes he gets. He's not worried about the people in New Orleans loving him. That's the byproduct of him being who he yeah. is. And, 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 you know, he... He, he never he never wanted all of that. You know, that was never in his thing. Oh, I want to be Instagram famous. I want to be – my jersey is going to be sold. He, he just wanted to play basketball. And I'm telling you right now that if I put him in the park right now or I brought him into my practice, he would play just as hard at my practice as he does for the Pelicans. Because the guy just doesn't know any other way, you know, how to do things. Yeah, and that authenticity is, I think, what what endears him to New Orleans. New Orleans is an authentic city, like New York. It's one of those things where people either love it 
Uh, they hate it. It's, it. It just is what it is, and that goes both ways. People can see that Jose isn't faking how humble he is. They, they can see that he is as joyful playing the game uh, as, he, as he legitimately is. And, and I was just wondering, does that make your job easier as a coach? I mean, you're coaching a lot of kids who, you know, they haven't maybe hit their growth spurt yet. They, they, they don't know how big they're going to be. They don't know the limits of their abilities. They haven't tested that at the highest levels yet. And so you're still dealing with a lot of raw clay to mold right now. You know, Jose said it himself. He's not 6'5". He's not athletic. He's not what you look at on paper as, okay, he has all the measurables of an NBA guard. And yet he made it, and he is thriving as a guy who is, let's be honest, not even six feet tall. So yeah. does that give you incentive to, to, to tell players in this level, hey, you know, you can do this. Look, look, at, look at Jose Alvarado and look at the measurables he has and what he's doing with it. I mean, when he came to see us uh, last year before he played the Knicks, I brought him down to the locker room. I had everybody in the locker room stand up on my team. And I said, see, every one of you is taller than him. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. I said to them. I said, everybody on this team is taller than Jose Alvarado. I said, by the way, he's playing tomorrow night at the Garden. And I said, he can't even jump over paper, which he got mad at me about. <laughs> he's like, I get something. There. I get something and, of course, the typical Jose fashion, when he came back over the summer, he had to show me that he can dunk and, and he has no problem dunking. Because <laughs> I said, the guy couldn't even dunk when he was a senior in high school. And then, you know, he, he's got to prove people wrong. So I was so that's I mean, that's it's it's unbelievable for him to be able to come and see my team. And my team is not looking at a six ten guy who jumps out of the building yeah. or, or or does all those other things that you see on the like you just see a kid that, you know, if I told you he was a major league baseball player, you, you would believe that, you know, if I, if mm-hmm. he, it's just he doesn't wow you with his size. Right. Yeah. Not even physically, like as far as him being muscular and things like that. He's big. He's strong, but he's not like this. 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 You know, Adonis of a man. Right. And so when our kids see that, you know, I think it just puts a whole different perspective on how hard it is to get to the NBA and play. Like it's 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 hard to do those things. Yeah, I've always said the guys that impress me the most are the guys that are his size or you know the six two guards because I mean. How many six-two guards are there in America that are going to their high school career, their college career, saying, "I want to be in the NBA"? I mean, the amount of players and that then you play have defense, to, by the way. right? The players that you have to beat out that are have the same traits as you, or maybe a little bit more. I mean, that that's pretty staggering. The the competition that you have to beat out, um, Coach. You you mentioned um, getting the chance to see him during the last basketball season, and, and how he was going to play in Madison Square Garden the next night. That actually was one of the most fun, probably memorable moments of the entire Pelican season last year, which was a turned out to be a really great, fun season overall. I mean, the game that he had in Madison Square Garden was kind of his breakout night, and I think for a lot of people, including Pelicans fans, was the moment where people said, hey, this guy can really help this team win, and he's a really good player. We didn't know too much about him. He was on a two-way contract. He was a rookie, obviously. Um, but you were there in Madison Square Garden. Can you... Describe what that night was like from your perspective, just to see him do, to be able to do that in his hometown. So I have I have a, a really loyal guy on my staff who actually brought Spike Lee seats, actually the seats that Spike wow. Lee sits in. <laughs> wow. And so me and him were sitting there, Nick Sanchez, who's the guy who brought me Jose Alvarado when he was in the seventh grade to mm. camp, which is a thing, right? Mm. So Nick and I are sitting there, and you know. Jose starts to do his thing. It's, it's, it's a surreal moment for me 
And then Nick and I, you know, Fat Joe is sitting there, and Tracy uh, Morgan, the yeah. actor. Yeah. Yep. And then we start to have words with them because, like, they're, they're cheering against the kid. And we're like, yo, he's one of ours. And Fat Joe's <laughs> like, ah, he's not one of ours. He don't play for the Knicks. I said, he's one of ours. <laughs> you know? So, and you know, Jose, he's, he's, he's dynamic. And, and when things are rolling for him, he's, he's talking and running and, and, and just going after it. And when he smells blood, he, he, he wants to finish the job. So, like, I was sitting there just saying, this, this is not real. I mean, <laughs> from my feet to, to arguing with Fat Joe, just watching this kid put on an absolute clinic on how to play basketball, scoring in the lane, and, and, and setting his teammates up and defending. You know, I was just, like, amazed by it because they also had Kimball Walker at the time who's also a New York City guard that played at Rice that we played against. Yep. He never played against Jose, and I'm just like, this is like one of the most it, – it goes down to me as the, the most unreal moment I've ever had in my basketball career. Mm. That's great. I just want to see Tracy Morgan going, who's this Jose Alvarado dude? <laughs> but, <laughs> the crazy thing about it is they were all taking pictures with him after the game. So. <laughs> of course. He's the celebrity. You know, you know it's funny you, the way that you put that where you were talking about, you know, they were they, – the New York people were saying, you know, he's not one of us because he's on the opposing team. I was curious if there was a little bit of an element in maybe in the fourth quarter. I know that a lot of people in New York City obviously bleed blue and orange in their Knicks diehards, but, I mean, when it, when the Pelicans got into the lead and, you know, it was looking like they're going to win, I mean, was there a little bit of a buzz in the crowd of like, hey, you know, we're not happy the Knicks are going to lose this game probably, but look at what what our local guy is doing. I mean, it seems like there had to have been a lot of people – that maybe went into that <laughs> night not thinking they were going to cheer for anyone in a New Orleans uniform, but realizing, like, man, that was an amazing moment to be there to see him do that. I mean, the whole section around me, they were like, how do you know him? I said, I coached him. I coached him in high school. He went, oh, he goes, oh, he went to Christ the King, and, and then that whole section was cheering for him. It was it, 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 The whole thing changed. <laughs> that, that's for beautiful. Sure. That's such for a sure. wonderful moment. I'm, I'm just so glad that you still talk to Jose. That That's great to know because he seems like such a, a genuine, caring guy. And and knowing that, uh, I was I was curious beforehand, you know, if you could still be on the sidelines watching Jose play, is there anything you'd get on him about now? Is there any way you'd coach him if you were still there? But I guess you're on the phone with him, so maybe you're still doing that. Anything you're getting on him about when you see him play now that maybe you're like, hey, you need to work on this, Jose. I, I I don't do that. I don't like people do that to me. And I don't know anything about the NBA. You know, I coach high school basketball. So, like, he, he literally called me. The day he got named to the All-Star team, he called me, and he was just – it was like he made the first team of the all-Catholic you know Catholic high school league. Right. He was just so, so excited. It, 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 it took me back to those moments because, like, he was never pre, you know predetermined for that, where some guys in our league come in with such a reputation that, you know, they're going to win that or whatever. And mm-hmm. – and, and he called me, you know, just like, like a little kid again. And, and as you can see, I referred to him as a kid about 13 times on the phone already. <laughs> he is. He's, he's young. The father and, and, and not a kid anymore. But, <laughs> like, when I see him, it just takes me back to the days where he was at Christ the King. You know, he came from a tough situation. You know, his mom and dad in his life, but, they, you know, they, they grew up in, in, in the projects. And, and he just, you know, his whole life changed because he was able to come to Christ the King. And, and, and he's fully aware of that. You know, I used to, I used to scream on him that that uh, that little trick he does that everybody loves in the NBA now, mm-hmm. where he hides out on the baseline. Yep. yep. And I tell him, not going to work at the next level. I was not talking about the <laughs> talking about college basketball. I said, your coach is going to kill you when you do that. 
And so, like, me and him used to, we used to get at each other. It was a love-hate relationship. Because <laughs> he could be hot-headed at times. So I told him, like, it's not going to work. And now I'm watching him do it in the NBA against Chris Paul, and I'm like, I give up. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even argue with this kid anymore. It's funny. We had, I think we had his Georgia Tech coach on, I think it was last, you know, a few months ago, We had, maybe during the offseason, and I think he said the same thing that he talked to him and he said, you know, that worked in high school, but That's I cute. seriously doubt it's going to work in the ACC. So, and then it worked there amazingly well, and now it's working in the NBA. So things have worked out great. Um, last thing I was going to ask you um, was, I'm not sure how much you've had a chance to talk to him kind of since the decision was made to retire his jersey. But, I mean, what what has his uh, reaction been or his – what was his reaction, I guess, to to the hearing the news that that you guys were gonna were, were gonna retire his jersey for him? The funny thing about it is that he's so excited about it. I probably spoke to him every day in the last seven days. Mm. Probably like that's how exciting and that's how important it is to him to be there and 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 to to wait. You know, people ask me, "Is Jose going to be there?" And I'm like, "Of course he's going to be there." I guess sometimes guys don't show up to these things. Hmm. And, and and it's just important to Jose that every detail is covered. So he, you know, we've spoken every day to make sure you know everybody's everybody's going to be shouted out. It's going to be done the way that he wants it to be done, and that he gets the recognition that he 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 so deserves. Well, we're just so glad to see it. You know, I, you you know how much Jose is beloved and and how much he deserves to be. We do, and and we're just so glad to see the world at large get to see him show out with the assist in the dunk contest, with his performance in the Rising Stars game. I mean, it was Jose's weekend being mic'd up. I, I mean, it, it was just a coming out party, and and I, and I think the world is is going to get it used to Jose, and uh, maybe he's going to get used to to being a celebrity. I guess we'll see. Thanks a lot for uh, for joining us, Joe. Uh, good luck over there at the tournament, and uh, we'll see you when uh, when Jose gets that jersey retired, man. Appreciate you, my man. Thanks, you guys coach. Have a great day. Big thanks to Coach Joe Arbatello. Uh, it's so great to hear about Jose, about his time there, about what he thought of Jose. I think, you know, it's interesting, especially, you know, I'm a guy with a son. There's a basketball court uh, right there by by the house. And, uh, you know, I, I have no idea. I'm a normal-sized dude. My son might be a normal-sized dude, too. And it's nice for us normal-sized dudes to look at Jose Alvarado's out there and, uh, and say, you know what, you can do it. There's a guy you can point to without, like, Giannis level measurables and mm-hmm. you know uh, a physique like that and say hey man you can do it maybe I'm exaggerating here a little bit but I feel like someday there's going to be a movie about him done or there could Better be, a, be or maybe even at least a book because yeah. I mean his story is is incredible and it was it was really fun talking to Joe and listening to just you can tell in his voice and the way he describes things that he just has this perspective of he's kind of looking around like is this really happening? Like, this is really surreal that this player has been able to elevate to the level where he's on national TV all the time. He was, I remember last season he was on TNT in the studio stealing the ball from Kenny Smith from behind. (laughs) By the way, is another New York City uh, native and point guard that had a good NBA career. So, but I mean, Joe Arbitello just, 
it's just it's just so funny to listen to him and just yes. tell the stories and it's got to be amazing to be in his shoes. Yeah, I mean you could you could feel the love going both ways just coming from Joe uh, once he opened up talking about Jose there. Uh, you know, it, it it just has that effect. Jose, it's the Jose effect. Uh, if you have a problem with Jose Alvarado, I think you just have a problem with life in general and maybe joy. Uh, so look, we we are looking ahead now. We are looking ahead to once again New York. The Knicks, and we're going to go see our old friend, Mr. Josh Hart, uh, who has been doing well uh, with the Knicks. They have not lost a game with Josh Hart, mm. uh, so yep. it's uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup seeing our old pal, and let's hope we can make him a little sad, but uh, we need this one, man. I think one of the things that's been interesting about him going there is all of a sudden he shot the ball so much better. Yeah. I mean, he he played well in Portland, but I mean, it was it was kind of the same thing where it's like you don't expect high percentage shooting from him that's not his forte he's the rebounder hustle guy I don't need to explain Josh Hart to the people out there he might end up being and hopefully this isn't the case on Saturday and then when the Knicks play here later in the season but he might be exactly that piece that they needed as a role player who can give them contributions in a lot of different areas they have the scoring with Jalen Brunson's having an incredible year a lot of people said he should have been an all-star Julius Randle was an all-star um bouncing back from he had a rough year last year but yeah. two years ago he was great so I mean they're a very solid team they're sixth in the east I think if you had told Knicks fans before the season you might not even you might be able to just get in the playoffs and you don't even have to deal with the play-in tournament they would take that in a second yeah um one in, one incidental thing that's kind of funny the Knicks are the only team the Pelicans have not played this season so um they don't have I didn't that many, realize that. Yeah, they don't have that many games left against the East, which, I mean, I guess is probably a good thing because New Orleans is 11-15 and 15 now against the East. So, But, yeah, this is, a, this is an important game, and, I mean, it would be huge to be able to get this win at MSG and then be able to come back just for – I mean, it's only for one home game, but just yeah. to be able to try to get some momentum going. No, absolutely, and, and that's the thing. This is the hinge point for me, this game. Uh, I under I am not going to be mad at anyone for their points of view right now. I know I've been banging the drum, and anytime someone gets you know people get overly negative, I've been like, "You are silly geese." Yeah. Now after this one, uh, I may start hopping on that bandwagon too because the loss against Toronto, like you, uh, concerned me and it made me feel like we're on shakier ground. You lose against the Knicks. And I am officially hitting the panic button. Uh, so let's hope that we can win that one. And then you start looking at the schedule ahead with a whole a whole different set of eyes, a, a fresh perspective. And that's something we need. Because after the All-Star break, I think we all expected to be sort of hyped up. You know, it was a big New Orleans uh, time. I, I think New Orleans showed out during All-Star. And, uh, you know, we, we just want to see that momentum and the positive vibes carry on until the rest of the season. Let's make this push. Uh, you know what? It wasn't too much of a freak out Friday, Jim. I know we love our alliteration here on the <laughs> Pelicans podcast, uh, but we didn't freak out too much. I think it was a measurable, it was a reasonable amount of freaking out. Yes, and and for us to continue on that path, um, hopefully there will be a win on Saturday so that we don't have to have a manic Monday. Yeah, I don't know. Satisfactory Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't thought about the alliteration part, but you're right with the Western Conference Wednesday too yeah. in the mix. Yeah, we. Uh, we really enjoy that. So yeah, I mean, it's a simple thing. Let's 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 get a win on Saturday at, at uh, Madison Square Garden. Let's mm-hmm. have Jose Alvarado have another amazing game in front of his yes. hometown crowd and get back here Monday and try to get another W. Yes, let's bum Spike Lee out and get back to New Orleans happy. Uh, we are the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Thank you so much for joining us as we faced. 
seriously adverse conditions having to drive a whole uh, 10 minutes or so to get maybe, to another maybe studio. Maybe 15. Whew, it was yeah. like one, a guy stopped in front of me in traffic. It was terrifying. <laughs> uh, so, look, we got here. We got the podcast done. Thank you for listening to it. Continue to do so. Tell your friends. Tell your pals. We are everywhere on the iHeart Podcast Network. Spotify, iTunes, wherever. So check us out on there. Subscribe. Uh, we will join you once again on Monday. And until then... Uh, yeah. But I had more room there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.